thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday Praise and Worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible Study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. Again, I want to thank you for joining the online service of Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us, to grow with us, and be blessed with us. We're in the book of Genesis. And we're touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from general to the particular. The universe, earth, man, and spirit. We're touching the creation, the principal person who is the creator of, or the cause of all things and the designing mind behind everything. Last week, we started off talking about uh, that we should not take matters into our own hands. And we shouldn't for a number of reasons that uh, I don't even have to go through a list of things. You can think of the reasons why you should not take matters into your own hands without me providing a list from your own life experience. But yet we need to be reminded to be patient and to wait on the Lord. Uh, the Bible tells us to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You know, I was driving in on uh, yesterday and there was a, a vehicle in front of me and their license plate says Jehovah Jireh. And it was a reminder that the Lord will provide. He will provide, man. And, and so we have to remember that no matter what the situation is, we might become impatient, we might become anxious, we might become annoyed. Uh, as we talked about uh, Sarah uh, experiencing that and as she dealt with things. And so we need to consider how we deal with things too. Now, before we go any further, uh, I wanna remind you that he is your shield and greatest reward. The Lord is. The Lord is your shield. He's your protector. And he is your greatest asset. And so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy, your kindness. Thank you, Lord God, for those that are listening and those that will be tuning in later. Lord, I ask that you would bless them, that you would provide a good understanding, help them to receive your word to apply your word to their lives, to live a, a, a holy life. You said, be holy for I am holy. You said, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And so we know that no one will stand in your presence uh, with peace and, and experiencing the fullness of joy without holiness. But we ask these blessings in Jesus' name, amen. In the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis. Now I'm shooting from the hip. And so some of you preachers know what I mean by that. And so the Bible says now, Sarah, Abram's wife, bear him no children. 
and she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And so, you know, we, we read through this and we see that they were pretty well off. They had servants, they had finances, they had things, they had stuff. Not the stuff that tea is made out of. You know, some of it was old commercial talked about the stuff that tea is made out of. But uh, they had things and they, they were blessed. Um, they were blessed when they left home and, and started to move forward into what God had called them to do. And they were blessed because when they uh, got, came near to Egypt, uh, Abram had told Sarah, he said, look, you, you look good. I'm acknowledging that. You know, there's no doubt about it. And so he told her, he said, look, say that you are my sister so that the Egyptians won't look at me and kill me uh, so that they can marry you off to uh to Pharaoh. And so he did that. She did that. They they conspired and they did that. And the Lord was not happy about it. He was not happy. And, um, and in the process, the Egyptians were afflicted. They had did nothing wrong. They didn't do anything that that um, that should cause any harm. However, they were afflicted because of the deceit that Abram and Sarah presented. And so when it was uncovered, um, the Lord removed the affliction because they did not do anything. They didn't touch Sarah because of the warning that the Lord had sent. But not only that, um, they blessed them. They, they gave them uh, uh, gifts and told them to get out. And so they had to leave because uh, leave the area. Pharaoh was not happy about what had occurred. And so not sure if Hagar was part of that gift um, that they received or if she uh, came along some of the time. But Hagar was the uh, handmaid of Sarah. Now, Hagar's name me flight or forsaken. And um, and so uh, we see that she has a prominent role here in the word of God as in the history, his story, God's story, our story, Abram's story, Sarah's story. And so the Bible tells us that, and Sarah said to Abram, uh, behold, now the Lord have restrained me from bearing. And so they're still dealing with the issue of not having a child. And and she's leaning toward uh, surrogacy. Okay, we're going to use uh, Hagar as a surrogate uh, pairing. And so she's feeling a certain way. Now, I, I want to invite uh, those that are listening. I want to invite. Um, wanna, uh, want to invite one of our our church mothers uh, to to speak on this as well. So you're going to want to tune in because there's a lot to be said uh, about this. And, you know, I'm giving it from a male's point of view, but we want a woman's point of view, too. So I want you to stand by on on next uh, Wednesday. The Lord say the same. But uh, Sarah, you know, she's feeling a certain way. She's feeling a certain way about herself. She's feeling a certain way about how old she is now. 
Now we crossed this bridge uh, through our lifetimes. You know, I was talking with my son and he said, you know what, dad, when I hit a certain age, I, I thought about where I am today, what I've accomplished, what I've not done, you know, and he's not the only one. I've heard this through other people. You've seen it in the movies, you've seen, you know, and so it's an ongoing thing and it didn't just start with us. It didn't just start with our generation, but it um, occurred even then. Now, can you imagine Sarah's looking at herself? She's looking at her age. She's looking at how she is aging. She's looking at the fact that she has not had a child. The Lord has not blessed her. Um, you know, pregnancy has not occurred. There has not been a pregnancy. There hasn't been a miscarriage. There hasn't been anything except them trying. And so Sarah said unto Abram, behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. And I pray thee go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarah, his wife. So he's listening to what she has to say. And he's also feeling a certain way too. Remember, he's 10 years older than she is. Uh, so for him to be 85, that would make her 75. When they left the, the land of the Chaldeans, she was 65 and he was 70. So 10 years have gone by that they have been, uh, I, I want to say working at this, but that they've been, you know, following the voice of the Lord and and also questioning as far as productivity or uh, repro reproductivity. And, um, and so maybe you have thought about the same thing. Maybe you've thought about your own productivity, you know, and, and so the first thing we have to think about is, am I doing anything? Am I doing the right thing? Am I moving progressively in the right direction or am I just hoping and doing nothing? Uh, many hope and they do nothing. Many talk about what they want and they're praying about it and, and, but yet they're not taking any action. And no matter how much we quote the scripture or tell them, you know, as leaders and as ministers that, uh, and even some of the leaders and some of the ministers that, uh, Faith without works is dead. And so you got to put some action behind what you do and you need to figure out the right action. See, sometimes we, we put action behind what we're doing, but it is not the correct action. And so you have to reposition yourself and find the correct actions that must be taken. And Sarah thought this was going to be an answer to the problem. She didn't think about what the consequences of her actions was going to present. I don't know if Abram, uh, I doubt in my mind, I doubt he thought about the consequences of the actions and what it would present. You know, and, and I said last week that, that those actions, that there's something that it leads us up to. Our actions that we commit uh, has a bearing in it. And sometimes many of us have heard the scripture or heard people quote and say, you're going to reap what you sow, you know? And so if I do good, I'm going to reap that. And if I do bad, I'm going to reap that. And, and so, but we don't know when the reaping is going to come. We don't know when that season is actually going to occur. It may be years from now. It may be that you do something today and you don't reap the 
what is going to occur from what you did today. And sometimes we realize that, that, that what I do today is going to uh, later down the line. And so we're preparing for that in a, in a good way. And then there are other times that we, we want to immediately satisfy something. We want immediate gratification for the situation without understanding that th that immediate gratification may not be give the results that we're looking for. The long-term results of it may not bring about a state of being that we want to exist in. And so the Bible says that Sarah, she said, Abram, behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing, and I must, uh, I pray thee to go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain child by her, and Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarah. And Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband to be his wife. Now, we don't know how well that we know today that's not going to play out very well. Uh, we know that for sure, that no woman is going to do that today. You know, they have clinics for that. And I know people that have had artificial simulation and had children uh, today uh, and, and a young age that they did it. Um, I, one individual I'm thinking about was in their 30s and they have twins now um, because of that. But she didn't, and I can't imagine her, um, Mama June, that's what I'm going to call her, Mama June, sending her husband uh, to their housekeeper and saying, hey, you know, we'll pay you X amount of dollars to um, to sleep with my husband and, and hopefully you get pregnant. So this is what, you know, was occurring here. Now, Abram had dwelt there in 10 years and all this time of their activity and nothing occurred. And he went on into Hagar and she conceived. It, it didn't, it didn't take long. She conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived her mistress, despised, uh, despised in her eyes, there, there was a problem. Now, see, we have to think through our actions and we might, and many times we think through the actions, but we, we come to our own conclusion that it's not going to hurt us, but there is a hurt that goes along with our own actions that we bring upon ourselves. The devil didn't do it. Oh, the devil, no, the devil didn't do it. We did it. And we have to take responsibility for our own actions. We have to take responsibility with there's, you know, we have um, something that we, we decided to take the matters into our own hands and it caused some pain. It didn't just call pain for us. Now, just think about Sarah. Sarah's hurting now. I, I wanna say that Sarah is hurting bad. She's hurting real bad. And not to mention that that Hagar, because of the situation, she's, she's the handmaid of Sarah, who is much older than she is. And she now sees this hurt 
the shame. Now there's a there's an embarrassment that that goes along with that. We can call it the embarrassment. Remember, uh, Sarah's dealing with the the um, the anxiety. She's dealing with being annoyed, you know, and uh, frustrated that nothing has occurred. And then my husband, her husband, goes in and sleep with this uh, with this young girl, and she becomes pregnant. How does she feel? How does she feel about what has just happened? You, you know, I mean, there's all kind of explosions going on in her mind, all kind of fireworks and everything that's happening. And and let's let's step back for a moment because I don't want to go too far into this because I really want the mothers to to deal with this. But think about Abram from the male perspective. Oh wow, he's for a moment. He may have been happy that Sarah, excuse me, that that Hagar is pregnant. Finally, finally, I have someone from my own loins that, you know, that I could raise. But then, but then things are are, are getting turned around because now uh, he's not walking back into a happy home. He's not walking back into a happy life because Sarah is not happy. And this is going to change his perspective and how he feel too. He may have wanted to celebrate, but what is he celebrating? I mean, there is a, a, a element now of of anxiety that that the handmaid is also dealing with. And so there's all these different levels that are of anxiety and and sadness and and frustration that is occurring in these people lives and they're no different than you and I. We deal with the frustrations. We deal with the anxiety and different things. We sometimes feel like, well, Lord, you have not uh, did brought forth the desire that I have. And so we may want to take the matters into our own hands, but we need to step back and take a look at what Abram and what Sarah is and Hagar, what they're dealing with now when when it matters into her own hands and Abram listened to what she had to say. It may have looked good, gentlemen, sometimes it looked good, but it may not be good for you. Ladies, sometimes it looked good, but it may not be good for you. But out of that area in that corner of our heart where we feel desire, we feel needy. There we go. All right. We feel needy. We don't like to use that word. I'm not needy. Well, in, in that moment, if you if you desperate, you're needy. Or we could use the word thirsty. Well, I'm not thirsty. Well, no, if you are in that moment, you feel an anxiety and you want it to happen now, you are thirsty. And some people are very thirsty. And so we have to be careful because when we become thirsty, then we act strange. Uh, my godmother uh, taught a, exhorted a message that desperate people do desperate things. And we don't want to classify ourselves as being desperate, but sometimes we, we might act a little desperate until we mature and learn to grab hold control of ourselves and say, nope, that's not, I can't act that way. Now, I'm going to jump into another area because I don't want to go too far too deep into this, but the Bible uh, tells us that Paul was was teaching Timothy, this young man, Timothy, and he told him, he said, look, allow the women, the young women to marry. 
because the time is going to come that they're going to get thirsty. I'm going to stick with that word. They're going to get thirsty. And and we don't want, um, and I'm paraphrasing, we don't want a bunch of mess going on where they get thirsty and now everybody is, it, it turns into, you know, a situation where everybody is sleeping around. Let them marry. And so when you walk into a situation, churches are different things and they're teaching such strict or dogmatic doctrine where you can't marry or anything like that, that is not, it doesn't line up with the word of God. The same thing with the men. The Bible, uh, Paul was teaching and he said, it's better to marry than to burn. And so it's better um, for you to, the Bible said, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. So there's somebody out there that, that has prepared themselves for marriage. And in that state of mind, they're looking to marry a good man. And, and so you have to be a good man, present yourself as somebody that's capable and taking care of business uh, before you meet them. You don't take care of business after you meet them. And some of us have put the, 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 the cart before the horse. We take care of business before you handle your schooling, handle your work, your elevation on your job, your success and stuff like that. Uh, before you jump up and, and, and wreck somebody's life, and you're living in a one bedroom apartment or living in a studio when you could have something bigger and better, you know, um, for the both of you. But if the focus is just on having somebody in your life instead of being able to take care of one another, then we make mistakes. And, you know, and, and love is, uh, we don't live off love. We don't pay the rent off love. We don't pay the car note. We don't keep the lights on or the water or anything like that off of. Uh, the feelings, a, a good feeling, love, but we do that with greenback. We do that when we stack the cheddar and different things. So the Bible tell us that when we find ourselves wanting, when we find ourselves thirsty, uh, women uh, marry you a man and, and men marry you a, a woman, you know, to satisfy that thirst. So Sarah is in this situation and now uh, uh, it has evolved into something much larger. The fourth verse says, and he went in unto Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised uh, in her eyes. She looked down on her. That's not a good feeling. It, matter of fact, as a young person, we don't know if Hagar uh, in her situation, if she uh, taunted Sarah. Uh, maybe she was strutting, you know, because he had multiple servants. Remember, this man had so many servants that when his nephew was taken captive, he got the men that was under his in his household, that was under his charge, that had learned how to fight and teamed up with another group of warriors and went and rescued his nephew. So was Hagar walking around now strutting that she is carrying the child of this wealthy man? You know, there's a whole lot that going on. This is stuff that movies is made out of. And so there's something for us to think about, you know, when we put ourselves in situations. Do we put ourselves in such a situation that someone else can brag? Maybe on the job, you put yourself in a situation where your credibility is not that good now or is a little tarnished and someone else notices it and they take advantage of the opportunity. We put ourselves in situations where we don't think through about what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so let's take that and let's learn from that this evening. 
Uh, and, you know, I want to, as I said, we have uh, one of the church mothers. I want them to come on and and to help uh, exhort this from the woman's perspective. So I'm going to be looking forward to that on next Wednesday. And in the meantime, I want you to meditate on the scripture, on this 16th chapter. Uh, and so when we come back on next Wednesday, I want it to be uh, um, active, active Bible class questions. You know, um, your input is important uh, in the Bible class. And so we may look in for that. You'll be able to call in and ask questions or, or have conversation regarding this. And, and so the Lord had to let uh, Hagar know because she was feeling a certain way that I got you. Things that erupted in such a way that the angel of the Lord, and anytime you see the angel of the Lord and it's written and the Lord is written in capital, capital L, that is a reference to God, not a reference to a someone in authority, but that is a reference to God himself. Now, if it's a lowercase L, it's just a person in authority. And that could be anybody. That could be you. If somebody referred to you as Lord, um, Mr. or Lord Wayne or Lord uh, John, you know, it's going to be lowercase, not capital in that reference. And there's nothing wrong with that. But in this instance, it is Lord with a capital L. And, and so the angel of the Lord appeared and said unto her um, and helped put her mentally, work her mentally. And so we're going to stop right there. Just know that that hurts, they do come. And hurts are caused by what we do. And then there are those hurts that we did nothing to deserve and you received it anyway. In either case, the Lord is saying, I got you. And so we're going to stop right there and we're going to continue this on, on next Wednesday. Lord say the same. And I believe he is. Now, the only thing that will stop uh, the message from going forth is if the rapture, uh, the, the Lord catches the church away, then I won't be here. And I pray that you won't be here either. And, you know, but if you are, you, you're certainly not going to get what, what we're going to receive. Uh, just food for thought. Something you need to think about and something that we should never forget is that Jesus is coming soon. He is going to come. If you've been listening to the news, you, you see that the world is at is up uh, uproar right now and the pieces and bits of the news that you receive is is just it's not even the tip of the iceberg it is just a little something to give you some news but it's nothing compared to what is really going on you you don't get the dynamics uh, people that i know that have been in the military and they've seen things that um that we've seen on the news but before they go overseas to visit, you know, let's say they were going to Iraq or someplace, uh, before they even leave, they meet, they put them in a bunker or a warehouse and they show them what's really going on. They show them what they're going to be really exposed to when they get there. Nothing compared to what we see on the news. And so just want you to be aware of that. Be mindful of it. Be prayerful. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you. I want to remind you if you have a, a question regarding the word of God. Uh, if you have something that you would like to express, visit us at ConnectingTruth.org. ConnectingTruth.org is www.ConnectingTruth.org. And, and use our contact page and, and 
provide us with whatever you would like to share with us. The Lord bless where uh, one of our listeners has spent a good hour in counseling with them uh, yesterday um, about the spirit of the Lord and how the Lord moves and, and the fact that that whatever God has called you to do, it doesn't have an age barrier. It has obedience. We must be obedient to whatever God has to say. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord, for this short exhortation of your word. Lord God, and we pray and ask that you would bless those that are listening. Those that will be listening later, Lord God, ask that you would stir up their hearts, Lord Jesus, and to remember that you are our shield and greatest reward. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you. God bless you.